And welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, broadcasting from right here at KPFA in Huchin, occupied Ohlone territory, also known to settlers as Berkeley, California. Tonight, we will take a look back at the recent pilgrimage by the United Farm Workers and their supporters. On Friday, August 26th, they wrapped up their 24-day 335-mile walk from Delano, California to the state capital in Sacramento to get the governor's signature on AB 2183, the right to vote to unionize free from intimidation or retaliation. On tonight's show, we'll hear sounds gathered on the journey by First Voice graduates Sarah Blanco and myself, Rewell and Franklin, including children of farm workers who are now elected officials from the different towns the pilgrimage passed through. We'll also hear from people making the journey themselves and stick around to the end of the show for a special update from UFW President Teresa Romero. There is a vigil at the state capitol continuing the pressure on Governor Gavin Newsom and we'll get an update on that and where we are now. All that and some great music we recorded along the way. That's tonight on Full Circle. I am your host, Freewell and Franklin, coming to you right here in downtown Antioch. This is Bay Miwok territory. Keep it locked right here to KPFA. All right, again, welcome to Full Circle, the weekly show produced by apprentices and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. My name is Freewell and Franklin, and I'm your host tonight. And tonight we are sharing some sounds from the UFW and their pilgrimage to the governor's office to demand his signature on AB 2183, the right to unionize without fear of intimidation or retaliation. The march was 24 days, 335 miles in the summer heat of the Central Valley of California. The pilgrimage kicked off in Delano, California at the world-famous UFW 40-acre site. Hundreds of people gathered for the celebration, and speaking at the kickoff of the event were two icons of the UFW. That's UFW co-founder Dolores Huerta and current UFW president Teresa Romero. They were joined on stage by the capitan of the 1966 march to the capital, Roberto Gustos, and this is them on stage August 3rd at the 40-acre site in Delano, kicking off the UFW pilgrimage to Sacramento. Vamos a presentar a nuestra líder de la Unión de Campesinos, Teresa Romero, que se encuentra acá detrás de mí. Pásale, Teresa. Muy buenos días. Good morning, everybody. I want to thank everybody for being here in support of farm workers. These are the people that put food on our tables every single day. Farm workers, 
continue to work to put food in our tables. They do it under the pandemic. They do it because high temperatures, when there is fires, when there is pesticides being sprayed, and they're every day in the fields harvesting the food that we enjoy every day. Farm workers are essential workers. Let's treat them like essential workers. We're here to make sure that this pilgrimage that many workers are joining, many supporters like you are joining, is going to represent what we have done throughout our history with Cesar Chavez, with Dolores Huerta, and all those uh, people who came before us. Quiero darle las gracias, Dolores, por favor. Ven, Dolores. Quisiera, ella está aquí con nosotros. Y yo quisiera que también nos dijera unas palabras, porque ella es una de las fundadoras de nuestro movimiento. Y uh, le agradezco muchísimo que esté aquí hoy con nosotros. Sí se puede. So, I just want to say thank all of you for being here. This is such an important march that you're doing. We know that California is one of the richest states in the, in the United States of America. And the Central Valley here contributes to that wealth by all of the agriculture. And so we want the growers to know, and we want this march to reach their hearts and their consciousness to know that why they, the farm workers contribute to their wealth, the farm worker families are still very poor and their children are very poor. And we should not be second class or third class citizens. So with your march and all the sacrifice that you're doing, we hope that if this will reach the consciousness and the hearts of the growers and also the heart of the governor, okay? So, si se puede y adelante. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Teresa, uh, uh, Dolores Huerta, uh, for your kind words. I'd just like to give a recognition for, raise your hand if you uh, are someone who joined the original march in 1966. Please raise your hand. All right. We have Dolores, of course, El Capitan, Senor Roberto Bustos. Anybody else? I didn't catch them. Has anybody raised your hand? if you joined the 1994 historic pilgrimage that took place from Delano to Sacramento. Wow, we have a young man here. That's fantastic. And Dolores, of course. And you too, brother? Unas palabras? We marched to Sacramento in 1966, and to me this brings a lot of memories. A lot of memories from the 40 acres. We, this is where we were fighting the companies, the growers from this place. Five years we've seen each other here, five years in Delano working and fighting for rights of farm workers. In 1966, I was named El Capitan of the 1966 March to Delano to Sacramento. And I'm here again, I'm still marching. Para los peregrinos, let me tell you, peregrinos, we've, we already paved the road to Sacramento. You can't get lost. Follow, follow our footprints. You're going to see our footprints along the way. Si se puede con el capitán. Se puede o no se puede. Se puede o no se puede. Si se puede.
All right, welcome back to Full Circle on 94.1 FM KPFA and kpfa.org, part of the Pacifica Radio Network. Tonight we are flashing back and playing some of the sounds and interviews re-recorded as we traveled alongside the farm workers and recorded and shared their stories. You just heard the voices of civil rights icon and co-founder of the United Farm Workers, Dolores Huerta, along with current UFW President Teresa Romero, and they were joined on stage by the 1966 March to Sacramento Capitan, Roberto Gustos. And one thing that really struck me and moved me was that every day before the march began, this 24-day, 335-mile pilgrimage, each morning started with the prayer of the farm workers' struggle. This prayer was written by Cesar Chavez and was a regular part of the movement. And this is the prayer being read by Veronica. It is repeated by all the people in the crowd that are walking each day, and I provided the English translation. We'll be right back. Buenos días a todos. Mi nombre es Veronica y voy a decir la oración al campesino. Por favor, repetir conmigo después de cada renglón de la oración, repitan después de mí. Oración del campesino en la lucha. Prayer of the farm workers struggle. Enséñame el sufrimiento de los más desafortunados. Show me the suffering of the most miserable. Así conoceré el dolor de mi pueblo. So I will know my people's plight. Líbrame a orar por los demás. Free me to pray for others. Porque estás presente en cada persona. For you are present in every person. Ayúdame a tomar responsabilidad de mi propia vida. Help me to take responsibility for my own life. Solo así seré libre al fin. So that I can be free at last. Concédeme valentía para servir al prójimo. Grant me courage to serve others. Porque en la entrega hay vida verdadera. For in service there is true life. Concédeme honradez y paciencia. Give me honesty and patience. Concédeme honradez y paciencia. Para que yo pueda trabajar junto con otros trabajadores. So that I can work with other workers. Alúmbranos con el canto y la celebración. Bring forth song and celebration. Para que levanten el espíritu entre nosotros. So that the spirit will be alive among us. Que el espíritu florezca y crezca. Let the spirit flourish and grow. Para que no nos cansemos entre la lucha. So that we will never tire of the struggle. Nos acordamos de todos los que han caído por la justicia. Let us remember those who have died for justice. Porque a nosotros han entregado la vida. For they have given us life. Ayúdanos a amar aún a los que nos odian. Help us love even those who hate us. Así podremos cambiar el mundo. So we can change the world. Así podremos cambiar el mundo. Amén.
¡Viva César Chávez! ¡Viva la Unión de Campesinos! ¡Sí se puede! ¡Sí se puede! ¡Sí se puede! Gracias. El mexicano hacerse gringo no quiere ni puede. El mexicano hacerse gringo no puede ni podrá. Porque en su sangre lleva sangre chichimeca, lleva sangre de la Azteca, lleva sangre de los mayas. Porque en su sangre lleva sangre de Cuactemo, lleva sangre de Zapata y del famoso Pancho Villa. ¡Viva la raza! hacerse gringo no puede ni quiere el mexicano hacerse gringo no puede ni podrá porque en su sangre lleva sangre chichimeca lleva sangre de la azteca lleva sangre de los mayas porque en su sangre lleva sangre de cuactemo lleva sangre de zapata y del famoso pancho vía viva la marcha Muchas gracias aquí a Rafael, a Santos también, el alcalde, y a cada uno de ustedes. Bendiciones. Give it up for Guadalupe Gutierrez y su guitarra. All right. Welcome back to Full Circle on 94.1 FM KPFA and KPFA.org. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network. And you just heard some of the great music that was recorded along the route of the pilgrimage of the UFW. And it was amazing to see that every day when the march approached a different town or a community, people would just come out with waters and snacks and juices. And every time we arrived in the next town at the end of the day, there was live music. It was like truly a blessing to have it. And as you just heard earlier in the show during the reciting of the prayer of the farm worker struggle, some of the words are, Bring forth song and celebration so that the spirit will live among us. Let the spirit flourish and grow so we will never tire of the struggle. So it fits in that they have music all the time. And that was certainly evident all along the way. So let's move on tonight into some of the, the deeper days into the pilgrimage. After spending the first few days of the pilgrimage on the road with the UFW We had to return home for a while, but it wasn't long before we were back out there on the road. And one day, as we were walking between Madera, California and the Grand, I was walking next to a man who was carrying a picture as we walked the entire way. And I took a moment to walk with him and ask him about why he was walking and who was in the picture he was carrying. Check it out. <laughs> All right. Free Will and Franklin, as you could hear. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're on the talk. We're on the march here, still coming to the end of the day. It's been since six thirty in the morning. It's about almost four o'clock. I'm assuming. Just had a little rest stop with the mariachi band, and all day I've been mar uh, marching next to this fellow here and there, and he's carrying a picture of his grandpa. Why don't I let you introduce yourself and then tell me about your grandpa, who he is? Uh, my name is uh, Ruben Raymond Roos, out of Madera, California. My grandfather Ramon. H. Rodriguez, uh, God bless his soul, he left us 2020. 
I'm here today, you know, with my grandfather, a picture of my grandfather back in 66. He took a picture uh, with Cesar Chavez at the Capitol, but my grandfather walked with him from Danula to, to the state Capitol. And, uh, you know, and, and the story I found out today, my grandfather was like, man, he wore a suit during the whole march. He's like, no, he wore his filth, his filth, you know, work clothes. But he knew that they were going to meet businessmen. He was about his business, so he had to dress the attire so that they mean business. We're going up there for business. Uh, my grandfather, he would take me to the fields when I get in trouble in school, when I was little, all the way till I was high school, and make me do the hardest work in the fields uh, to the point where this is not the life for me. This is not what I want to do when I grow up. And he would make that a point. He would tell me if I keep messing up in school, this is where you're going to end up. Is this what you want to do? And I said, no, he will do better in school. And, you know, that's what I did. Uh, another story about, you know, migrant work. We do give out 10 scholarships, Madera Unified School District in the name of my grandfather for migrant students, you know, that are ready to go to college. Uh, my grandfather, he only went up to third grade and was done and worked in the fields his whole life. And he became an entrepreneur, a businessman. And, and an opportunist, he gave a lot of people opportunities in, in the city of Madera. He sent them to Wyoming, Utah, Colorado, Montana. He would uh, migrate, you know, there to work the sugar beets. And I went with him when I was seven, when you're with 12, 12 older men in his van from California through Yellowstone to Powell, Wyoming. And uh, we put him up there and we worked the sugar beets every day. We wake up four o'clock in the morning, sugar beets all day come home and I work with them all summer and, and it was an experience that I would never forget you know and it's something I was thinking about all day in the march that trip uh, because a lot of times uh, people you know they they come they come from Mexico they come here to work and you know and that's all they really know and they're not I feel like they're not getting taken care of uh, their rights their working rights you know benefits are not there because these people are working in the heat in the rain, snow, when the mountains are on fire. I was in Gilroy during the fires and uh, it shocked me that the people were down there still working while the hills were on fire. And uh, so my grandfather taking people to Wyoming, I lived there since uh, 20 till 30, ran into so many people from the Central Valley because of my grandfather. And they always thank me because they say, because your grandfather brought my deal or brought my aunt or brought my grandfather to work, and he decided to stay here and then we're third generation here progressing progressing you know there's officers now in the state of wyoming there's people in the house in the state of wyoming that my grandfather took you know generations later so that's a little story i like to share thinking about this whole walk yeah definitely you kind of answered my question because i was going to ask you what you're thinking about while you're walking you know these it gets kind of quiet sometimes yeah. and people are in their own space so what else have has been crossing your mind since you've been out here just you know like to be honest today gives me a sense of purpose you know i feel there's a sense of purpose why we out here and why i'm out here and just uh, feeling liberated you know the feeling right now i have is amazing i wish a lot of people can join us and feel what i feel you know and just follow and, and protect our roots why we're here you know definitely and then one thing i like to ask a lot of people as we do this is that the farm workers or the immigrants the people that are working out here in this heat in these fields and the smoke and the pandemic and all that yeah. a lot of people kind of take it for granted when they're eating those fruits and vegetables or even you know meat that's been processed by immigrants 
what would you just like to say to people out there that just might be biting into some fruits or some vegetables and to remind them what's going on out here? Hey, the blisters on my feet, the pain does not, does not match up the pain these people go through every day. Their hands, their back, their feet, picking that fruit, that vegetable, that grain you're eating, you know? So it, today made me think, made me appreciate more what's in my fridge, not to waste, not to overbuy, to share more, because I do grow a lot of fruit at my house and vegetables. So, all right. yeah. And remind us your name again and where you're from. Uh, Ruben Raymond Ruse from Madera, California. Here with my grandfather, Ramon H. Rodriguez. All right. Thank you, Ruben. Thank you. Whew, welcome back. I almost got tired just listening to myself walk. <laughs> You're listening to 94.1 FM KPFA and KPFA.org. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network. And tonight we are featuring a retrospective flashback of our time marching with the UFW from Delano, California to the state capitol in Sacramento. And we were just listening to Ruben Raymond Ruse, and he spent time on the road with the UFW. As you just heard, he walked with a large picture of his grandpa who marched with Cesar Chavez back in the 1960s. Be sure to check out our website, kpfaapprentice.org after the show and you can see a picture of Ruben and coming up next to continue our flashback we are going to bring you an interview with some of the interviews with some of the elected officials along the way and it was kind of amazing to learn how the children of farm workers were helped to get a higher education by their hard-working parents who worked in the fields where they lived Eventually, their children ran for office and were elected to public office with a mission to help fight for local rights for their families, for the farm workers. So this is Sarah Blanco interviewing Santos Garcia, the mayor of Madera, California, followed by myself speaking with the vice mayor of Delano, California, Victoria Vasquez. Check it out on KPFA. We are in Madera, California, Saturday, August 13th, and this is Sarah Blanco reporting for Flashpoints. I'm talking with Santos Garcia, the mayor of the city of Madera. How are you feeling today watching the farm workers come into your city today? As a former farm worker myself, we picked uh, tomatoes and and grapes, uh, onion from Texas. We migrated to Arizona. And then from Arizona, we came to California, and then we would go up to Washington State. And so they've always been deep in my heart. And um, I'm just glad, as as a mayor, I can welcome them to our city here in Madera. Bittersweet. It's an exciting time, but it's such an enormous sacrifice to be walking over 100 miles across less than a dozen days. What does the city of Madera do, or what's next for the city of Madera in particular to protect farm workers? Well, we provide everything from housing to nutrition here in Madera, medical services. Um, But to your question, why is it still fighting? Why are we still fighting? For instance, even with the Democratic governor in in California, which is deep blue, we still have to fight for the rights of the, the farm workers to get the right to vote, to make sure that they get a living wage. And, and it just is so disheartening to me to see that we're still fighting. We're still fighting for this. So I'm demanding that Governor Newsom 
do what he said when he was running for governor, and that is protect the people that are here under his jurisdiction. Pass this bill. So the UFW has done this march before for some basic, basic rights, basic needs that other workers uh, have. Shade, rest breaks, um, being able to use the bathroom when they need to. How important do you see the work that a farm worker does? It's grueling work. Uh, my dad used to always say, after he stopped working in the fields, and we would go down the freeway or the road and we'd see farm workers out there in the heat of the day, he, he would always say, there by the grace of God go I. It is very... It, I'm, I'm asking our politicians, our legislature, who's already put it on the, the governor's desk to pass this bill. And all they have, they're, they're doing is giving them the right and the freedom to vote and not have to go in front of the patron, in front of the owner, and have to deal with voting the way they want to vote. So I want, to, I want the governor to sign it and make sure that he gets it done quickly. Because these people need representation that the United Farm Workers provide, but we need the vote for them to vote for who they want to represent them. Do any of the cities from Los Angeles up to the Central Valley get together and discuss any protections for farm workers? How hard is it, for, would you say, for a mayor to be able to govern or oversee what happens in their own city um, when farm workers are, are working the land? So I've, I've been um, lobbying um, Washington, D.C. and Sacramento for many, many years now. And so I've talked to my legislators and they know where I'm coming from. When I'm walking in the door, they know that I'm in business. And so this bill that we're talking about, it was passed by the legislature. It's already passed. All it needs to be is signed by the governor. And so signing it will help my community, my residents for the city of Madera and the surrounding area to have better lives and have representation. That's what we're looking for. What kind of pushback do you see from owners, growers, uh, contractors? Well, obviously, very few in, 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 in management, let's say, or ownership, right, um, want to see their workers organized because they know it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost them. But we need to look at their working conditions and we need to see how they're getting sometimes abuse in, in wages. Sometimes they're, they're let go or fired or the media comes and picks people up. And I think that with this bill, they're going to be able to get better representation throughout uh, California uh, to, to make their life a, a better place. I think sometimes we shy away from the words of like violence. There's, a, there's sexual violence, there's harassment, sexual and non, there's retaliation. Um, and, and people are, are harvesting, caring for, picking the fruit that nourishes our bodies. And there's a lot of negative energy that doesn't need to be there that could be transformed into um, a peaceful, imagine if the food that we're eating was grown in a peaceful, natural way, or at least by people who are, whose bodies are not broken, who's, who, they already love what they do. You talk to a farm worker, so many of them love what they do. But can I even stoop for a half hour, let alone for eight hours? Any other words you'd like to say? Well, I'm, I'm just very happy that as mayor of the city of Madeira, 
I was able to welcome them here to Madera, provide this space for free. They're not paying a dime. We're feeding them, we're, we're, we're nurturing them. Um, and in the past, that wasn't always the case. You know, uh, leadership in Madera and governments, uh, they've not always been supportive, but this is where my roots are at. And that's why I went in front of the city council and asked them to pass a resolution, supporting them, providing the parks and the equipment for the sound system, food. And so I'm very happy today. This has made my day. Si se puede. Thank you so much. Mayor Santos Garcia, mayor of the city of Madera. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. All right, this is Free Will and Franklin for Full Circle. And it was a 100 degree night. It felt like the, the clouds just kept the heat in all night. And well, it was just, uh, it was terrible sleeping last <laughs> night. Um, but I'm joined here by uh, the vice mayor of the city of Rich Grove. Uh, oh, sorry, of Delano. And she helped house some of the folks. Let me just have you introduce your fo yourself real quick. My name is Veronica Vasquez. I'm the vice mayor of the city of Delano. And so how does it feel for one thing, just to be um, a vice mayor of such a, a world famous city for being you know, such a small place, it seems like everybody knows of Delano from the grape strikes and the march. Um, tell us about your quick journey to becoming vice mayor of Delano. And uh, born and raised in the city of Delano. Sorry, I get emotional when I talk about my family history. <laughs> it's just, um, uh, I, I do this because of my family. Um, my grandparents, uh, uh, Jenny and Florentino Vasquez, did the fundraising for United Farm Workers. So I grew up at the 40 acres while they brought in all the bands to raise the money to, to, to get the people to continue to march. So I've been doing this um, since I was little and didn't realize I was part of a movement until I got into college. I, I went to school in the Bay Area and, when I, and that's when Cesar Chavez became a national holiday. And I was like, well, you guys don't know about him. I grew up knowing about him. You know, I grew up seeing him stand next to my grandpa. You're like, who's that man that looks like my grandpa? <laughs> you know, so, and that's the reason I went off to college so I could come back home so that I could help my community. And um, in 2020, I decided to run for, um, for city council. And uh, I'm proud to say I had the most votes <laughs> in any race. Um, but that speaks volumes because um, I went, uh, I'm also a union president for SEIU 521, the Kern County employees, and I, I knock on doors, I help people. You know, labor is how people get insurance, how they get overtime, you know, the basic necessities of what somebody needs. So I had to help with this march. I had to house people because that's what it's all about. It's helping and helping the movement. And that's what I grew up doing. So every time I talk about it, I get emotional because, you know, like this is deep roots. This is what it's all about. You know, this is what makes me happy and my heart happy because I know it's helping the community and it's helping nationwide. What we do here, I mean, like you said, the city of Delano may be small, but we're well known for the tough work that we do and the paving that we do for the movement. And that's why I house and um, I house Lourdes, uh, Gardeners yesterday and there's going to be a documentary on this and the film crew went to my home yesterday and they interviewed her and it, it was just so beautiful just to hear her story and hear why she's doing it and it just made me you know even then realize more I'm just happy that I could be part of a small part of it because she's the one doing the walk she's the one going to Sacramento I'm just glad I could give her a cold place to sleep in and a nice bed for her and her well, sister well, let's talk about what is the city of Delano doing to protect the farm workers? Because we, we know like statewide or even in the United States in general, there can be um, a lot of discouragement of farm workers or um, used as like some sort of political scapegoats. But what are you all doing in the city of Delano to take care and protect the people that feed the nation? 
what we're doing is we're trying to get elected officials to get into office so that they can make those changes and change those policies. And that's what we try to do in our city is to be the, the stomping ground to make that happen. That's the main goal because right now our city council is majority of pro-union and that's a big deal and it, it was exciting for many when we took over the council in 2020. And talk about, um, you mentioned you housed a couple of the folks. Tell us again a little bit more about um, you know, what it was like just to have a couple guests that you know are on this, this pilgrimage, some people are calling it. It was beautiful. I, I, I made it a point to make it special for them. I had a sign out there for them. I had balloons out there. My neighborhood knew I was housing people. I, I wanted it to be known to everybody that I was doing something beautiful for these people because I know they're going to be on a long journey. You know, I made it you know, a point to have, you know, Gatorades, waters, you know, flowers next to the bed. <laughs> you know? I wanted I wanted them to feel special because they were special to me and, and they're special to making this happen. And it, it was just, you know, and the fact that, you know, when they showed up, you know, they did get teary eyed, you know, they did feel special. And that's what I wanted to do for them, because to me, they're special and they're they're the real reason this is happening. They're doing the hard work. And it was it was nice. You know, I, I like I said, my family was part of the movement. So I brought out some old um, photo albums of my grandfather's of old clippings of when, <laughs> when they marched in the 60s, 70s, 80s. And my grandfather passed away in the early 90s. So I brought out all my books. I, um, I was. My family gave me all the, the family heirlooms. Of I have magazines, I have books. Um, I have a book that Dolores Huerta signed and she's like, hold on to this, there's only a hundred copies. <laughs> so that's what we did last night. We, we had a moment together and we went over, you know, just different things and, you know, just talking about the history of the movement, you know, and then telling her you're keeping, you know, you're keeping that, that history going <laughs> by what you're doing currently. And a lot of people, we just talked a little bit about um, how the immigrants or the people doing the farm labor uh, may just be frowned upon. They're not always getting the benefits that um, regular citizens are getting of the United States. Talk about why it's so important to um, keep them in mind and not forget about them. And also talk about, you know, how we wouldn't be able to eat the fruits and vegetables I if we would. <laughs> they, 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 they give us our simple, you know, they, our everyday food. And like you said, one of the things during the pandemic that the city did is we did a lot of food distributions for them. You know, we had them monthly and that was something that wasn't being done. We made sure that we had a lot of vaccination clinics, you know, make sure that, you know, they were getting it because they don't have the medical. And those are the things that need to happen that you need, we need to provide to them. And, you know, we're still looking for more resources on how we can help, you know, undocumented people because that's what it's about. I mean, they're, they're a good population of my community and I definitely don't forget and neither do my colleagues. And we make it a point to let them know that. Like I said, the person I had at my home was special, but they're also special as farm workers and we want them to know that they're special and that they're a priority for us as a council. And I guess before I let you go, just what would you like to say to people out there listening to this and um, just knowing that there's people right now walking still today and they got... 22, 23 more days to head all the way to Sacramento. I would highly encourage them to, if they can't be there, to greet them, to join them, then to donate. And then also when the documentary launches their website to donate to the documentary because the documentary is going to need money to actually execute the documentary. So there's many different ways that people can help out with this movement. And they have lots of opportunities because they're going to be stopping at a lot of, lot of towns throughout the California. <laughs> All right, so I've been speaking with Veronica Vasquez, the vice mayor of Delano. Is there anything else you want to say to anybody out there? Nope, just thank you, be supportive, 
And if you can't open up your pocketbooks to help this happen, and when you see these people, talk to them, hear their stories because they're very special. Definitely, they're feeding us. So thank you very much. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM, KPFA and KPFA.org. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network, and tonight you have been listening to sounds of the March to Sacramento from Delano, California for the United Farm Workers. And you just heard my interview with Victoria Vasquez, the vice mayor of the city of Delano, and before that, First Voice graduate Sarah Blanco, was speaking with the mayor of Madera, California, Santos Garcia. They are both children of farm workers, and they were commenting and sharing their thoughts about the march to Sacramento from Delano and the treatment and conditions of the farm workers. Myself and Sarah Blanco, along with Miguel Gavilan Molina, Pedro Reyes, Falcone, and Nomi Windmaker, all made it out to march and meet the UFW somewhere along the way and in Sacramento when they completed the 24-day, 335-mile journey. And when the final day arrived, August 26th, thousands of people came out to support. The neighborhood around Southside Park, the designated meeting point for the morning, was jam-packed with UFW members and their supporters. The huge sea of people marched the last mile together with Teresa Romero and Dolores Huerta arm in arm, surrounded by all the people who marched the complete distance and those who joined along the way. And it was an incredible sight. Be sure to check out our website, kpfaapprentice.org, after the show to see all of our pictures. And when the thousands of people finally reached the capital, UFW president and national leader Teresa Romero took to the stage to address the crowd. And here she is introduced by Edberto Fernandez, the Government Affairs Deputy Director with the UFW Foundation. Our next speaker is a no stranger to us all. From day one, she led us into this pilgrimage and has marched every step of the way. Una líder, nuestra nueva líder del movimiento campesino, y la primera mujer latina inmigrante, líder de una unión nacional. Con ustedes, nuestra presidenta, Teresa Romero. of you for being here supporting farm workers. Um, it has been a struggle, and it isn't a struggle to, for them to be recognized as truly essential workers. I hear from farm workers that they often feel invisible, behind the scenes, but each of you came here today because you see them. As we have marched, I was marching next to Doña Tere in, in, in many cases. She was with me at the Senate floor, she was with me in the assembly, 
floor and sometimes she would say, pinch me. Is it true? Is it, is it really happening? Are all these people here for us? She could not believe that we all are here for them. And it is sad, but she now has a different perspective of the support that farm workers get. I want to recognize that we are standing in the shoulders of those who came before us. We celebrate the past and we just retraced a historic route. And these peregrinos here and what they have done these for 24 days shows us the hunger there is for com uh, uh, communities to come together. As we walked, every single place, every community welcomed us. They would stop and give us water, fruit, paletas, everything they can think of and showing their support. And this is not just for farm workers justice, but justice for all workers, justice for immigrants, for racial justice, for LGBTQ justice, for climate justice. These leaders understand that the workers in the fields right now deserve the right to vote in their union for the, for their union elections free from intimidation or deportations. They, their incredible sacrifice was not only walking 335 miles for a brighter future, where justice will be found in the fields, orchards, and vineyards in California. Let me share with you the sacrifice that they made. They left their children behind. They left their spouses behind. They're not working or making any money. That's how important this is for them. You know, when we got to the park yesterday, I was shocked to find myself suddenly in tears. I, I, at one point, I couldn't even understand it. I felt all at once um, all kinds of emotions. One was now, you know, that we walked 334 miles as of yesterday. It was one more mile left, which we finished today. We feel proud of what we have done. We feel received, the, the, the people that have received us and, and welcomed us has been just amazing. Uh, I felt, the emotions that I felt, I was proud of what we did. I was sad that it was ending. I was angry that we had to do this all over again to recognize farm workers. Um, the author of the Agricultural Labor Relations Voting Choice Act, Assembly Member Mark Stone, said to these workers, and I'm gonna quote, he says, we move policy, you move people. And the, you being here is proof of that. <laughs> Assembly Member Stone has been a champion of, uh, for two years uh, on, our, on this policy, and he has been an amazing supporter. We have here with us Marielena Durazo, Senator Marielena Durazo, who has been a champion for farm workers at every turn, and she will be the floor jockey in the Senate. Uh, Lorena Gonzalez Fletcher is a fearless and relentless voice for progress, for the protection of all workers, no matter where they work, or where they're from. I also want to, send, to thank Senator Pro Tem 
Tony Atkins, who marched with us and welcomed the peregrinos into the Senate floor, uh, and Speaker uh, Anthony Redon, who welcomed us on the assembly floor. I wanna also especially thank Paul Chavez, Andres Chavez, the Cesar Chavez Foundation for their unwavering support to this march and for our cause. Radio Campesina, who joined us repeatedly and never stopped telling our story. And especially, I wanna thank somebody who's very close to my heart. He was my mentor for, my mentor for 13 years and continues to be. He came from San Antonio to march with us three days, and he came back again to be here with us again, Arturo Rodriguez. Thank you, Arturo, thank you. Our bodies are tired, but we are relentless. We marched 335 miles. I've marched 335 miles in these shoes. And I'm going to need a new pair of shoes to be able to march again if necessary. Marchamos 335 millas. Yo les quiero pedir a mis compañeros peregrinos que si ustedes están dispuestos a marchar otra vez con nosotros, que quiten sus zapatos, pónganlos aquí para poder tener zapatos nuevos y volver a marchar si es necesario. No nos vamos a dar por vencidos. Gracias, sí se puede. Gracias. All right, yes, si se puede. Welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM, KPFA and KPFA.org, part of the Pacifica Radio Network. And you just heard the UFW president on the stage in front of the Capitol, the state Capitol in Sacramento on the day the UFW completed their 24-day, 335-mile pilgrimage from Delano, California to the state Capitol in Sacramento. And the day was a huge celebration and a mass showing of support for the cause of the United Farm Workers and for AB 2183. Yet that day, we got word that the governor said he was unable to sign the bill at that time. But that didn't stop the celebration or the fight to continue. The governor has till September 30th to sign this bill and has also been pressured by a public statement from President Joe Biden who says, sign the bill. And to bring us an update on what's happening, including a 24-hour vigil that is still ongoing outside the state capitol, I got to speak with the UFW President Teresa Romero on the phone early this morning to get this update. Uh, Again, thanks for coming, uh, Teresa Romero. Thank you very much for having me, and thank you for participating in our march and covering it. Uh, The governor has not signed the bill. He currently has through September 30th uh, to make a decision. As you know, we reintroduced the bill. More than the bills were some changes to the bill to accommodate 90% of what the governor wanted. The other 10%, unfortunately, we could not agree because it would have undermined the purpose of the bill. 
Um, it has the Senate, it has the assembly, it is on his desk and we have not heard from him. After the march, supporters, farm workers wanted to continue doing something. And they come up with the idea of doing the vigils. We have done shorter vigils in other, in other cities, but in Sacramento, we're doing a, a vigil 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we will be there until he makes a decision, hopefully to sign the bill, or until September 30th, uh, which is the deadline to, to, for him to make a decision. Yeah, tell us about the vigil. Where are the vigils at or vigil, and how can people support? The vigil is in front, the most important one is in Sacramento. Uh, it is in front of the Capitol. We have people there that are 24 hours a day. People can come join us at any time. They don't have to be there 24 hours as long as they can be. It is wonderful. People can make calls to the governor asking him to sign AB 2183. And uh, I think he has um, understood from us how important this bill is. Uh, just because we marched 335 uh, miles in the middle of the summer. So um, if people can call them and let them know how important for them it is that he signs the bill or join us at the vigil or both, it would be amazing. Well, let me ask you this because I didn't get a chance to ask you. We had the beautiful ending to your your huge pilgrimage. And tonight we heard some of the sounds at the end of the um, the, the last day. How did it feel to see the the huge swell of support and to finish up that last mile or so when you came in with that big crowd? You know, it was very encouraging to know that the support that uh, we have for farm workers from, from other labor unions, from consumers, from students, it was uh, even a little overwhelming. Um, but I was... Uh, pleased to see that uh, they do understand the importance of this bill for farm workers. We were tired. We had just marched for 24 days and we had just uh, walked 335 miles. Our feet hurt, our, our feet had blisters. We were tired, but our spirits were high in having that many people there, those thousands of people there, uh, even, even gave us the more energy uh, to continue fighting to know that uh, there's so many people that support farm workers' rights. Yeah, I, I was there with you, and yes, it was um, it was moving. It was awesome to see the crowd and the huge Teamsters truck. They brought up a big rig with the yes. full tr uh, the full van side that said Teamsters. Yeah, um, congratulations on completing that mission and having such a great turnout. And let me um, ask you again, because you mentioned earlier that, no, the governor has not signed it yet. You had made some concessions to hopefully help him go through with this. But we didn't talk about that. We got now some uh, presidential support. You might want to say President Biden has spoken out. And you mentioned a couple other important tweets that went out. Um, talk about how you feel after you got the presidential support. And uh, tell us again the tweets that went out in your support so we know who's all behind this. Of course. Uh, we know President Biden has been supportive of labor since day one. And he has been uh, supporting farm workers' issues uh, since he was vice president. He uh, ex uh, released a press statement indicating his support for AB 2183. We had the vice president uh, also uh, uh, tweet her support of our bill 
and Speaker Pelosi also tweeted in support of our bill. These are, of course, very important people in, in the federal government that understand uh, farm workers' uh, uh, issues and, and difficulties and threats when they organize. So uh, uh, it is very meaningful for us to uh, have received their support and um, made it public. Uh, it was not just that they could have told us that they supported the bill, but they made it public. And, and that is very important to us. And let me just mention one of the, uh, the things that the governor has said is that he's not sure that the mail-in system is going to be uh, capable or secure or something to that effect. But as far as I remember, he was saved from a recall by mail-in ballots and it's proven for him. So how do you see this as holding it up? That's such an excuse. And let me ask you if you think he has any sort of conflict of interest since he does own farmland and, you know, has people harvesting his grapes. It is uh, ironic that a system that works for him, uh, it doesn't work for farm workers in his view. And, and the day that we got to Sacramento, he, it was announced that he had bought a, a larger vineyard. I don't know if that has anything to do with his decision. I hope not. He is the governor of California and should be listening to the people of California. And in this case, he should be listening to farm workers because they are the ones that are telling him how important this bill is to them. Uh, I just uh, don't understand. Let me tell you, when, when the recall happened last year, farm workers who are mostly undocumented and cannot vote were knocking on doors to make sure people would go out and vote against the recall. That's how committed farm workers are uh, to, to the democratic process. And I hope he understands that if it's a process that works for him and all our elected officials, it should be work, uh, good enough and work for farm workers. Definitely. And before we run out of time, let me get your last thoughts on if you can just get the word of the average American who's listening to this, who maybe is in a union themselves or maybe one of their family is, on why it's so important to, for farm workers to be able to have this, this privacy to vote because some of the issues that develop when they have to go to vote for a union on the, the land of the producers. Talk about that before we let you go and why it's so important for them to have this. Of course. Of course, currently farm workers, the only way they can vote for union representation is in person. And it happens at the uh, uh, owner's premises, at the employer's premises, which we know it's intimidating. Uh, we know, and we have seen it, uh, that when farm workers organize and, and want a union, uh, and they're fired. And if they have family members that work in, in the same farm, they're also fired. Uh, farm workers have been deported because they call immigration. So this is uh, not just about whether or not uh, they can vote, but it is about their livelihood. These are people who in many cases have uh, a seasonal jobs. They can't afford to lose, to lose them. They can't afford to be deported and leaving their children behind. So having a, a way to vote that is safe for these essential workers that put food on our table through the COVID, through Right now, high temperatures of 110, 115 degrees through pesticides, through fires. That's the least that we could do for them. And, and uh, they, they are essential workers. Let's treat them as essential workers. 
definitely. Don't ever forget that that's the, the food that, that we eat. And I would encourage everybody to get on Facebook or social media and follow the UFW, just that UFW, to see the posts that they post when they're out there in the fields with the temperatures. Because I've been following it. It's been 111, 112 degrees. And they're out there. They're out there picking the food that we eat. And a lot of cases, it's the grapes uh, right now. Yes. Teresa Romero, thank you for this incredible update. We will post links to everything that can support this movement up until um, the 30th of September. Is there any plans for anything else um, getting up to the last days if he hasn't signed yet? We right now are going to continue with this uh, vigil, especially, like I said, in one in Sacramento. Uh, we have one in L.A. that it is a few hours a day. But what we're going to do is, if he decides not to sign it, if he decides to veto it, we're going to regroup. And like I said, they, they, at the day at the rally, we will march again. Uh, everything that we have done for farm workers, it takes a long time. It takes uh, many times, many efforts, but we don't give up. We have the Cisapuede attitude, and we're going to keep fighting for farm workers. Definitely. Thank you again, Teresa Romero, for this incredible update. Um, we appreciate you very much. And yes, si se puede. Thank you very much. Again, that's the voice of Teresa Romero. She is the current UFW president. That's United Farm Workers. Please go to our website, kpfaapprentice.org, just after the show tonight for all the links and information on how to support the UFW and their fight to get 2183 signed by the governor. And that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Remember, check out our website, kpfaapprentice.org, just after the show for pictures, archive shows, and important links and information related to tonight's show. We took dozens of great historical pictures to go along with this audio. A big thank you to UFW president and national leader, Teresa Romero, for that latest update. And a big shout out to the Full Circle crew. Our executive producer is Miss M. Joy Moore is our production consultant. I am Freewell and Franken. I'm the technical director for this show, Full Circle. And I've also been your host tonight. And a special shout out to Sarah Blanco, Miguel Gavilan Molina, Pedro Reyes, Falcone, and Nomi Windmaker for traveling out to walk and report on the farm worker UFW movement. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember while you're out there, to please protect your health and also your humanity. And stay tuned to KPFA. Up next is La Onda Pajita. Good night, everyone. <laughs>